Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ. Live and local, every afternoon, 2 to 4. This is Mark, Melinda, and Ed on News Radio KLBJ. Call or text them at 512 836 0590. Appreciate the heck out of your show. I've been listening for a long time. Now, Mark, Melinda, and Ed. If you're just joining us, among the stories we're discussing right now, one is out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. A male teacher at Hebron High School is now suspended. The principal is trying to decide what to do. Video has emerged showing this man, who is a 20-year veteran teacher, coming to school dressed as a woman on multiple occasions. We also have a story out of Massachusetts where a girls' high school basketball game ended One team had to forfeit because three of the girls on their team were knocked out of the game with injuries by a boy playing on the opposing team. Uh, Let's start with Matt in Cedar Park on KLBJ. 304. Hi, Matt. How are you today? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Thank you, Matt. Hey, no, I just wanted to say um, maybe the teachers were, you know, I know Melinda was asking why didn't they say something on day one or whatever, but... uh, you know, in 2024, you got to be careful what you say and what you do to these LGBTQ people because, you know, uh, they're they're dangerous people. You know, uh, they're cancer culture. You know, they'll come after your kids. Or they'll send threats to you. And then on top of that, we got DAs that'll, you know, favor the the liberal left, the, uh, the, the crazy left. You know, like Trump just always, you know, the lawsuit with him, the defamation lawsuit, which is, you know, ridiculous. So, like, I wouldn't, I don't blame them for not telling these people nothing. They're, they're dangerous people to mess with. I, I, they could have the very first day that they came on and said, as part of your contract, we don't allow for you to Prospect, present yourself yeah. as anything other than what you are when it comes to school. what you do outside of the school hours is your own business. Sure. But when it comes here, uh, you say that you are Mr. So-and-so, so your students are expected to see Mr. So-and-so. Matt, I would say I don't, I don't agree with your statement that all transgenders are dangerous. I think they have a lifestyle a lot of people are not accustomed to or like, but I don't, I wouldn't, I don't know any dangerous transgender people. Do you agree with his premise, though? His premise um, is that the school leadership is intimidated. They're worried about the backlash they're going to get. Yes, I agree with him. Because okay. there will be unmitigated backlash as calling racists and homophobes and transophobe and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, one And just another thing. I remember when I was in school, you know, I was sent to the office or whatever because if I had a mohawk because I was distracting other students because of my mohawk. So how can this teacher get away with doing all this stuff? We have to teach the kids got to go home or, you know, go cut their hair if we're distracting students. Like, that's got to be a distraction. But the students, though, that's the thing that surprises me about this, Matt. 6,500 signatures on a petition that they love this guy. They want they don't want him to leave. They think he's a great chemistry that teacher. That surprises you that students are 
on board with this. That's Maybe what they're cause. being Maybe taught. Uh, yeah, it's a cause. Yeah. Uh, and not only that, I'm going then this is just me saying this. I'm going to go out on a limb that if they're all for him, he's one of those teachers that aren't that's not hard, that's not really, you know, driving home the chemistry here. Mm-hmm. Matt, yeah. thank you. Have a good afternoon, thank sir. We appreciate it. 512-836-0590. Ruben has a comment on the girls' basketball team being forced to forfeit the game after three of their players were injured. Hi, Ruben. How are you? Yes, uh, thank you for taking my call. Yeah, what I want to say is uh, this has uh, taken off, uh, you know, snowballs uh, since Obama. Thank that's what you're seeing is uh, fruits of Obama's uh, mental uh, thinking. All right. No. all right, you got to turn that radio all the way off in the background. Otherwise, it'll drive you nuts. Distracting, yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think, you know, it's it's the progressives and the acceptance of other lifestyles. But I do think, and I'm a sports guy, I do think it crosses the line when you have males participating in female sports. I think it's gone well beyond acceptance. It is indoctrination. It's part of the curriculum now mm-hmm. in many schools. And it starts very early in middle school, maybe mm-hmm. earlier than that in some districts. And it results in these kinds of situations. Ruben, have a good day. Thank you. 512-836-0590. Kansas City authorities say they are filing more charges in connection with the Super Bowl shooting. These are two adults, Melinda, who are now facing charges today. Yeah, and I guess after they've had some time to investigate and do uh, all the analysis on the bullets or whatever, one of the adults is said to have started all of this. There was a verbal disagreement. He pulled out his weapon, and then all the other people started pulling out their weapons and started shooting. And then the other adult that was charged is the one is said to have fired the bullet that killed Killed the woman that was killed in this so they're both being held, I think, on a million-dollar bond each. Uh, you still have the two juveniles that were charged last week. Their charges, gun-related offenses mm-hmm. and resisting arrest. So they are still have those charges pending. I don't know if they're still in custody or not, the but two these juveniles. Were murder. These were murder charges. These are murder charges yeah. for the two adults. The prosecutor says they're not finished either implying there are other targets of the investigation who could be charged. 512-836-0590. If these two men are found guilty, they could get life in prison. Well, Uh, and I'm just just so disheartened by this because in one of the stories that I read, it said, you know, this started with a verbal argument and that these two men didn't know each other. There's no prior history of them together where they've, you know, fought before. It's just on that day at that time, someone said the wrong thing and they answered with pulling weapons. Pulling weapons, weapons at a parade where there's zillions of little kids there. And then firing without any regard to anyone around. Right. Witnesses say one of the guys just started spinning and shooting while he was spinning in a circle. 512-836-0590. David in Cedar Park. Welcome. You're on with Mark, Melinda, and Ed. How are you? I'm good. How are y'all? Very well. Welcome aboard. Um, yeah, I was going to chime in on the the girls' sports situation. Like, I have a daughter that played basketball from, you know, elementary school all the way through. Now she's in college. Um, and she, she picked up ball games with boys, and we always 
did that to encourage her to get better. But um, she's playing intramural ball in college now, and I absolutely told her, like, you can't play with boys anymore, which is really a shame because, like, it used to just be an uh, opportunity for them to get better, but but now there's just these boys that want to play as girls, and it's just it's, it's upsetting. Yeah, the guy in this case, I don't know if you've seen the pictures or video, David. He I, is, I have not. He is, he is clearly bigger than, would oh, you yeah. say, Ed, most of the girls? Undoubtedly, in the Mark. He's, he's, you know, probably 5'10", five, 5'11", five, five, just big, big guy. A big, burly guy, yeah. And, and playing a, a very physical game, ripping a rebound away from one girl yeah. and just kind of throwing her down like a rag doll. Right. He, does, he doesn't look like your traditional basketball player. He looks like a guy who likes to play football playing in a basketball game with girls. So, so it's it's very common in especially like smaller school, college sports, for the boys to practice against the girls to up their game. Um, but this is a whole different deal. Sure. Just trying to make them better. It's like if you're trying to compete. So it, it, it's just a shame to me because like my girl played against boys you know, and just trying to get better, but now I just I I, I just strictly forbid it because you never know what you're going to get up against. Well, that that's commonplace. UT women's basketball used to do this: play against a group of uh, guys just to make them better and tougher Absolutely, and stuff. But but the, that's the, practice. Um, yeah, that's just practice. It's well, not a and real are game. Are there things in in place where you're not to be as aggressive as this individual was to go in and? Try to wrestle the ball no, away would, while you're. They wouldn't allow. The they, they would. They would just play basketball. But I mean, this was out of the norm. Yeah, this I guy mean, doing this. I mean, back back when things were more normal, the coach would just say, "You're out of here," you know. Yes, indeed, um, David. Thank you. Have a good afternoon, sir. I uh, want to work in Tom in South Austin at three twelve on KLBJ. Hey, Tom, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Very fine, thank you. What's happening in your child's school, Tom? Oh, yeah, just wanted to give you a quick clarification. I got a, a six-year-old, a common sense, lovely girl, uh, first grade. She's asking me questions about trans stuff and mm. um, looked in the curriculum that they have her enrolled in for sex ed, and they're teaching kids that boys usually have penises. Not always. Sometimes I guess they can have a vagina. Um, it, this stuff starts in first grade. Starting in third grade, they start learning about pansexuality. I, I don't know why that's important, but... They feel like they got to carve out some classroom time for it. So, Tom, just want to make sure. What uh, school district? What school? Austin ISD. First grade, wow. and they start first, first introducing grade. sex education to six-year-olds. Do you? Can you opt out of that? You, yeah, you can absolutely opt out. I got to admit, I was pretty lazy. I, I thought there's probably nothing I need to worry about in sex ed for first graders, so I just signed my name. Well, I, I first off, it's sex ed for yeah. six-year-olds. That, that's everything to worry about. We should not be talking uh, about sex yeah, to six-year-olds. You, you know how they, they, they sneak this past the parents? It starts off with things like, hey, don't you want your daughters to learn that their body is theirs, other people shouldn't touch it, like common sense stuff, and uh, some of the basic differences between boys and girls. It's like all this benign stuff you of course agree with and then they sneak in the crazy stuff mm. uh you know on page 7 <laughs> and so you said uh, you discovered this when your daughter started asking what is a transgender or something like that well so she she's got two friends that are transgender if you can believe it she's got i don't know 13 kids in her class a couple kids on the bus so she's already dealing with this at school what? um but it just prompted me to go look at this curriculum um like oh like they're teaching kids that 
Uh, it is not fixed whether or not a boy has a penis or a vagina. And I don't know how much time they spend on it, right? It could be like three seconds, but it was, it's mind-blowing because this, uh, this kind of came out of nowhere. To me. I'd fail that test. I would, I would, I would fail that test. Have you have you told have you told them that she's not going to take part in any of this from now on? Yeah, so we opted her out, and we gave her a little conversation of you know like she, she asked questions. She's curious like any kid. So, so hey, you know like some kids like to you know play. I'm a puppy, and other kids like to pretend they're a magician. Other kids like to pretend there might be another gender. Um, you know, you got to respect them and call them what they want to be called. But a boy is a boy, and a girl's a girl. It's not that complicated. I, I, I am, I'm, I'm at a loss of words, six years old, why we're even talking about sex. And maybe I'm just old school, old fashioned. We are not allowing kids to be kids. When you are yeah, saddling them down with a like, sex yeah, talk at they six. They adults like kids. S- say again, Tom. If you're an adult, they're going to, you know, curate whatever you see. They're going to give you trigger warnings. But if you're a kid, they treat you like an adult. Anything goes. Any content is acceptable. It, it's reversed. Tom, thank you. Wow. Have a good afternoon. Good luck. Uh, the indoctrination is underway in the first grade, according to Tom, in the Austin Public School District. I, I just first don't grade. even understand why you would have sex education talking about anything. I know he said, well, they phrase it as you, you want the little girls to know that no one touches their body. Same with the little boys. Uh, do that at home. The school doesn't need to do that. That's something that you start at a really early age, you know, don't let anyone touch you kind of thing. I, and he, I think he indicated two of the 13 kids in the class are re- identified as transgender. First grade. Well, and to me, that is... It's mom and dad. That just points to it the, how impressionable they are. They don't know what that means at six years old. And for them to say that I am a transgender at mm-hmm. six years old, that's because they have heard the words, they have had... Th- adults telling them for quite some time that this is allowed or this is happening or this is a possibility and they have just jumped on it they're so impressionable at that age of course they're going to soak that up 512-836-0590 it's 316 mark melinda and ed mark melinda and ed are on your radio at 99.7 fm or 590 am and you can stream the show live on your digital device via the free news radio klbj app 322 hope you're having an excellent afternoon john is in south austin good afternoon john welcome oh good afternoon thanks for having me yes sir i'm approaching i'm approaching 70 years old and and this I, last year I fell and, and broke some bones and while I was in a sling and unable to lift anything, do handyman or remodeling work, I took a retail job and I'd been there about five months and we had a transgender shoplifter come through and when I counseled the fellow about shoplifting, well, uh, that put me in a position to need counseling from my corporate uh, administrators about my use of pronouns and, and about not interfering with their 
trying to make a living by picking up things that don't belong to you them. You've got to be kidding trying me. Trying to make a living they by critis- stealing? They, they, they defended the shoplifters? They defended the shoplifter. It said that I shouldn't have been calling him a he, and I needed to call him uh, her because he was dressed as her. He was clearly a he, and even, you know... Even under the very best of circumstances, this didn't look like a woman. But uh, <laughs> did the did the did, did the suspect go and complain to your bosses about the the way you were speaking? Actually, my supervisor showed up while we were while all this was going on, and the guy left finally, and and. Then I got called in the office, and it was reported to upper management, and I got a write-up. And, and then on top of that, they wanted me to go to, to uh, communications counseling. So I politely declined and, and went back into doing handyman work. And I was lots of places I'm still one arm because it didn't quite heal right, but... Uh, my pronouns or, or whatever pronouns I happened to use at the time, and I'm not going to be counseled about it. <laughs> what kind of business was were you working at? Retail. It was a retail business, uh, actually a thrift center, and a very large one here in town. Okay. Just wondering. And the suspect was allowed to leave without any uh, criminal charges, John? Without any criminal charges or interference. So you're the one who got admonished, you were written up, and the suspected thief was allowed to walk out with no consequences. That's absolutely correct. What's that this world coming to, John? Absolutely wrong. Wrong, uh, wrong, wrong that that would happen. Oh, my goodness. That's, I agree 100%. And, you know, in, in other circumstances, if I was an employee at the store, I would have probably went ahead and, and uh, let him visit the ER for a while. (laughs) (laughs) Just let him have that. (laughs) John, thank you. You have a good afternoon. 512-836-0590. Joseph and Kyle, you're on with Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Hello, Joseph. Hey, how's it going, guys? Fine, Joseph. Good afternoon. Well, uh, I just wanted to kind of put out an idea that I haven't heard anybody kind of kind of talk about um just coming from growing up years ago uh just a situation with with wrestling there weren't a lot of girl wrestlers so the girls would wrestle the boys when i was growing up now i see my friends have kids and their little girls there's enough girls to to have little girls wrestle little girls so it sounds to me like there's enough lgbtq athletes growing up where why can't they just have their own league and and lgbtq kids can play against kids that have their same beliefs and then the girls can play with the girls the boys can play with the boys well what's wrong with that what's wrong with that type of idea you know and i think that that has been brought up several times as why isn't this even looked at as an alternative and it's usually met with well, that's not what we want. We said we were a girl, so we want to play on the girls' team. We said we were a boy, so we want to play on the boys' team. They, it is yeah. the those that are claiming to be the 
opposite, opposite sex that are opposed to playing with others that are similar to their thinking. Instead, they are demanding to be on whatever gender they identify as. Yeah. I guess maybe the solution would be have leagues with bio girls and just have, have your daughters play in those leagues. And then for the, for, for school leagues, the, they, the, the LGBT community can have that, can have that. Well, in the state of, let me interject here, Joseph, in the state of Texas, I believe the UI has rules. You play in the league where your birth certificate, what your birth certificate shows. That's where you play. If you were born a girl, you're playing a girl. If born a boy, playing the boys. Joseph, have a good afternoon. Here are the numbers, 512-836-0590. Mark, Melinda, and Ed are on your radio at 99.7 FM or 590 AM. Hope you're having a good afternoon. It is 3.33. We're live and local every weekday, 2 to 6. Jeannie is in South Austin. Hello, Jeannie. How are you this afternoon? Hey, guys. So beautiful today. So good to talk to y'all. Um, I, this is, I, I don't even know how to begin this story, but like I did, it, it really disturbed me when the man called in and talked about AISD, what's going on with the grade level. And I am about people being who they gonna, they're going to be, but at this point, I almost feel like we're... <laughs> We're going to lose this battle to have control in some ways of what we want our kids to have, you know, uh, uh, witness to. And my grandson, uh, me and my husband were paying for drum lessons. I won't say the city. It's outside of Austin. And um started off with a female teacher. And literally from one class to the next, she decided to trans, you know, to... I'm not sure if I'm even saying the word right. Well, they call it when they're going to trans, become a transgender. And she started wearing male clothes, growing out the mustache, beard, and not one question was, I asked my daughter, I was like, what? Are you kidding me? And then she was like, I go, would it, you know, my grandson said she goes, absolutely nothing. Didn't even question it. How so old is I, your grandson? Five, Mark. And okay. the thing about this is, I called him before on this subject. I saw that show, What is a Woman? And, oh, man. You know, I. <laughs> this is weird. He, you know, plays the truck. We support artists and we're open, but man, I, we, when I met my husband, we were complete hippies. And now I feel like we're both kind of going more middle. He's definitely conservative now. I'm more still up the middle, but I, I don't even know what's going to happen. I'm still worried about my grandkids. And I feel like if you're intact, but then how do you make a six-year-old cut off, you know, what, and, or a teenager. This is well, so it's against ridiculous. the law in Texas now to do that. In many states, it's against the law to do that, uh, to have that surgery or the procedures. But it's, a, it's a, a lifestyle that's been thrust upon us, I believe, in respecting all people, whatever. But this, I don't know how to say it, kind of tips the scale on the other side unless you endorse it encourage it, accept it, you're a transphobic and you're a bigot or a racist. And that's the problem, is it's not just you live that lifestyle. 
many of us go, that's your choice. It's none of our business. Just like what happens in my home is none of your business. It is the forcing it every single turn that you take. It is about making sure that children know about this lifestyle. Children don't need to know about anything that has to do with sex. They're children. And I don't care if it is what realm you're talking about it sex is just not something that should be a conversation with the kids period let's go to uh cat and leander at 336 on klbj hello cat welcome how are you hi guys thanks so much for having me on i love listening to your show and i i used to hear sometimes um one of my favorite politicians ellen troxclair on here I've been following her since she was on Austin City Council because she has little girls. Like, I have a little girl. And it's been amazing to see her at the Capitol because she has really um, become a leader in this, you know, fighting gender woke nonsense stuff. And I, to my knowledge, she's the only one in America that's received the endorsement of Riley Gaines. And she has helped um, save women's sports and helped ban these surgeries on minors, which was legal until freaking last year. Um, I just really appreciate her. And I, oh, I wanted to mention that they, they, she's actually up for re-election and early voting starts today. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I thought I should mention that um, because she's, she's right here in Austin. She's a national leader on fighting this stuff. She's in a very competitive race with a guy from Fredericksburg. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting race to see how that falls because it's going to be it's going to be a, 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 the winner of the primary is going to win win the seat. It's going to be difficult for Ellen. It's going that to be a good guy race. Was a rep, and I don't I haven't seen him talk about his record. He didn't get Greg Abbott's endorsement. Cat, thank you. Have a good afternoon. Five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Call or text us. Jeff is in North Austin on KLBJ. Hi, Jeff. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing good. How are y'all doing? Fine, Love Jeff. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, I was calling about the transgender athletics, and in my opinion, it seems to narrow. It's it's as simple as labels. Um, they like to refer to men's athletics, women's athletics, boys' athletics, girls' athletics. If you want to identify yourself, if you're born a male and want to identify as a female, that's fine. But I think the simplest solution is to just have XX athletics and XY. You can identify however you want, but if your genetic makeup is XX, then that's that's the program that you compete in. And if you're XY, that's the program that you compete in. That's what uh, Texas essentially has, has ordered. Yeah. Texas has done that yeah. for years, birth certificates, and then... Uh, the governor signed a bill back in June barring transgender college athletes from competing in sports that align with their gender identity. So that's we had a Texas state law on that too. At yeah, the college I, level, I think I think that should be uh, the way it should be viewed nationally, and get this get this out of the news because I think it's it's unfair to to females in general. Uh, it's for all the, all the years that fought for equality in sports, it's just being taken away from them. Yeah, and it's denying it's it's d- denying some scholarships, and it is a threat to women's sports. It is a threat to women's sports when you have 
you know, they had the Leah Thompson deal, the uh, the transgender from Austin Westlake, who was a who was a male swimmer for Penn, and then a year later he was a female swimmer from Penn. It's just it's it's sort of a and it, he he made he she made an impact in the NCAA uh, swimming championships, and that's where Riley Games became all of you know about and everything. Jeff, have a good afternoon. Thank you. KXAN has a report today on the city of Austin dumping all kinds of trash in the Onion Creek area, neighborhoods out there. And they looked into this. Uh, People living in this area were really, really upset. They're estimating that over the last five years, city of Austin trucks would pull into a vacant cul-de-sac yards from her backyard and start dumping all kinds of there. This is Austin Resource Recovery, Melinda. This was a crazy story for me to read first. I I didn't know that cities did this, but they just bought up all of the homes um, and flood, flood said area, this was yeah. a flood area, so yeah. we're going to buy up all the homes, we're going to destroy it, y'all get out of there. That seems a little nutty to me. I didn't know the city should be into stuff like that. I think you kind of should make that choice yourself. You know you're in a flood area, whether you want to buy. But then to go about saying they decided to do this as a dump, and it was supposed to be picked up every single day, and it sounded like in the beginning it was, but then as time has gone by, that hasn't been the case. And all of this because they don't want to drive an extra, what was it, eight miles right, to, the to the actual, actual dump. landfill? Yeah. 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 It doesn't make sense to me, and it's totally wrong to do this. Yes, this is these are houses that they bought up out at Onion Creek because it kept on flooding, but that should not give them carte blanche to go out there and start dumping trash. You know, go to go to the dump area where don't create a new dump in this neighborhood because people still live there. A lot of people chose not to leave, and they live there. KXEN says the city of Austin was doing this at three different locations. Uh, they've stopped at two of them. They're still doing it at one of the locations. But I don't understand that. Who said, oh, I've got a great idea. Let's just dump it in the neighborhood. Especially when, I mean, eight miles. Yes, it's going to add a little bit more time, but it's not like it's 40 miles away. No, not a tremendous distance. You can weigh in with your thoughts. 512-836-0590-342. Mark, Melinda, and Ed. On your radio or streaming on your digital device. Here are Mark, Melinda, and Ed. Community Impact is reporting that the Austin City Council has adopted a goal that says by 2030, half of all of the trips we make in Austin will be made using public transit on bicycles, walking, carpooling, or avoid those trips altogether. Ding, 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 ding. That's what I'll do. You're welcome, City of Austin. <laughs> what do you make of it, Ed? I think it's harebrained, Mark. Here, they're 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 doing all this. We voted in Project Connect, and this kind of doves into a, a story. You'll probably talk about how in the City of Austin wants encouraging people not to come back to work, work remotely, don't come downtown. And this, to me, says uh, with with that, don't come downtown. I just think it's it's so. Oh, utopia-like that everybody's going to get on a bicycle, everybody's going to carpool, everybody's going to get out of a car. This is the great state of Texas, and I think the majority of people making these decisions are from Detroit, Washington, D.C., Portland, Oregon, have no clue 
or should they should have a clue that Texans like their vehicles. Well, and, let, let's play <laughs> along with them. Okay. Well, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. So what happens if everybody just avoids going to the city of Austin? What happens to the city of Austin? What happens to all the businesses there? If you don't have people coming to spend money at the stores, at the restaurants, because they don't want to take a bike in, what happens to the city of Austin? They attain one of their goals. They want a lower standard of living. They want a smaller economy. They want people packed in, densely packed Mm -hmm. in, in high-rise living, walking everywhere they go. They do not want people owning private vehicles. And this is not a game. Remember, they're about to ask for an undisclosed billions of dollars on a bond issue, and it ties right into this. They want people living in giant high-rises and they walk everywhere or ride a bike. Right. They do not want people owning private vehicles. And they're spelling it out here in black and white. By 2030, half of the trips that are now being made within the city of Austin would go away altogether. You would only be traveling within the city if you're biking, walking, or using public transit. They're not hiding their goals No, here. they're not. No. <clears throat> this, is, this is their mantra. This is what they want to do. We voted in the idiotic Project Connect, which they have changed dramatically from the vote <clears throat> back in whatever that was many, many years ago. It's, it's totally different than what people voted for, but they're still pushing that. They're going to have, what, $300 million to help people who are displaced by Project Connect with, with housing, uh, dense housing near the train stations. It's just, it's just a mindset that is done within the city hall that I don't believe it reflects the majority of Austin citizens. Well, Ed, it's really coming from the thought leaders of the climate change movement. These people are just taking orders from those folks, and they're trying to uh, play it out on the local level here in Austin. Oh, yeah. The, The people who are really thinking about climate change say they want a smaller economy, a lower standard of living, They don't want people owning cars. They want to limit the number of trips you make by airplane every year. They want to limit what you buy in terms of clothing and goods for where you live. They just want power. That's what that says. They want the power because you know they're not going to abide by all of this stuff. It's just for... The minions, the the people out there, the people. And Mark, you're exactly right. The Project Connect will not serve... Oh, gosh, what percent of all? It won't hardly serve many Austin residents, but it will serve the downtown area and around UT, and that's it. I don't think people are going to get in their cars and drive to 38th and Lamar or Southam Place and get out of the car and get on a train. It is just so so illogical, and it is a ginormous money grab. 512-836-0590. Here's Nikki Haley today in South Carolina. I'm running for president to restore a country that's strong and proud. That is why I will stay in the race after South Carolina votes. And to my beloved fellow South Carolinians, I ask that you stand with me. And she's still getting the money as of right now to remain in the race, even though all the polling shows... She could Way lose by 25 behind. to 30 points against Trump. I've said it before. If that's what she wants to do, you know, more power to her. I don't think that it 
does anything one way or the other. I don't think it improves her chances or, or lessens her chances. It is what it is. And if she wants to continue to, and, and if the donors want to continue to donate to, I mean, why not stay in it if they're footing the, the bill? When push comes to shove, and I'm, this is not a popular belief around around here, I believe she's got a much better chance of beating uh, Joe Biden than Donald Trump does. Donald Trump will still have that baggage. He's already 0 for 2 at court appearances with more to follow. And uh, I don't know what the Democrats are going to do. They're gonna, I believe, well, I do know what they're going to do. They're going to get rid of Joe Biden and put somebody else in there. But I think Nikki Haley, if it's Nikki Haley versus Joe Biden, she'll have a better time and an easier time defeating him than Donald Trump with all his luggage. Here is Senator Tim Scott, Republican of South Carolina. If you can't win your home state, there's no other place to win. She's down by at least 25 to 30 points here in South Carolina. The best thing she can do for the nation is to drop out the race, endorse Donald Trump, and let us start focusing on Joe Biden. What do you make of that, Ed? It's, he's just a minion of Trump. He's a, he's a lackey for Trump. He's, he's, a, he's a guy who wants to be vice president and will do anything he can. I think he speaks the truth because Trump has a resounding lead. But no, Nikki Haley needs to stay in there because Trump is not a great candidate for the Republican Party. For his part of the Republican Party, he is. But for a lot of people in the middle, he's not. And nor is Joe Biden. We're in a mess in this country. All right, 512-836-0590. You can weigh in with your thoughts. Call or text to join the conversation. Sam, welcome to KLBJ. Quick comment, please, Sam. Yeah, good afternoon. I wanted to bring up the eruption of an undersea volcano that occurred in the South Pacific near Tonga about two years ago that threw an, a tremendous amount of water vapor into the stratosphere and the lower atmosphere. And the prediction from NASA and the European Space Agency was that it would heat up the, the climate for several years. It wouldn't affect the uh, northern hemisphere till last year. And last year it was reported to be one of the hottest ever. But nobody in the climate uh, alarmist area says anything about this volcano. All right. Sam, thanks for weighing in. You have a good afternoon. We have news next on KLBJ. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults aged 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ.